Uh, quite often, uh, entrepreneurs are very driven, very motivated, uh, very success-focused, but they can't do it all by themselves. So that's where the big challenge comes in. You are now connected with Enclave for Entrepreneurs at O'Hare International Airport in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Enclave O'Hare, the local to global learning and earning center for entrepreneurs and their influencers. A mentor is a mentor is a mentor, right? Wrong. When it comes to entrepreneurship, there are several key areas any founder will want to consider when seeking out an advisor. Take a listen as Dr. George Vukatich shares his rich and practical insights on finding the right mentor for you. Hi, Scott. I'm George Vukatich. Uh, happy to be here to do the program on mentoring startups. Uh, my current background is I work with an organization called FinTank. We're a financial technology hub based in Chicago, but working with individuals from around the world. Uh, in addition to running FinTank or working with FinTank and helping startups and doing a number of events where we work with individuals to provide them with education on newer technologies, such as blockchain, artificial intelligence, uh, even in get out into areas like virtual reality and augmented reality. So have that going and then also do a little bit of work with an angel investor fund, trying to pair up individuals looking for funding as well as funders looking for investment opportunities. Uh, in addition to that, I do some work with universities. I'm on a board of trustees for State University. I feel that education is very important. Anything we can do to help individuals be more successful is key. And then I've also written a couple of books. I tell people that uh, when I got into a position, one of the opportunities I had was to build a program for mentoring startups. So I went to, to look for books on how to mentor startups. Fortunately, I found a lot of books on mentoring, but none on mentoring startups. So I ended up writing the book on mentoring startups. So, Well, no, I, I appreciate that. And, and I think that actually is a pretty good segue. You know, one of the things that we talked about when you open everything up tonight, and, and you know, I think it might be clear to some, maybe not so much to others, but you know, you mentioned, you know, how different mentoring is for startups versus a corporate environment. Can you share a little bit about what we talked about in regards to that tonight? Sure. I, I think it's a very big difference. You know, when I when I first took the position over at 1871, I was charged with building a mentoring program. And so I started to spread the word that I was looking for individuals that could be mentors. And I had a number of individuals approach me. Uh, the biggest challenge was a number of them have worked for large corporations and they would come to me and I'd sit down with them and say, okay, tell me about how you mentor, what you mentor. And most of the conversations ended up with the mentors in large corporation helping people in areas how to get ahead within the organization, uh, how to do things the politically correct way, how to really get things done outside of the stated way. And a lot of it was dealing with the politics in an organization and how to get promotions in an organization. A big challenge was in a startup world, it's not about moving ahead in a corporation. It's about building your own organization and leveraging the skills that it takes in that. Right. So very different environment, a very different skill set. So quite often I would turn away people that had you know, 20, 25 years mentoring in a corporate world. I would say thanks. But you know what I really need is individuals that have been in a startup world, have had a startup, you know, even if it wasn't successful, but as long as they had been there and had the experiences, whether good or bad, that other individuals could learn from. So very different mentoring in a startup environment versus a corporate environment. Absolutely. And and we're here at Enclave, so obviously this all ties back to metacognition and psychology and, and self-awareness. And that was 
another bit about tonight that I think really stuck out to me is, you know, you mentioned some things like entrepreneurs typically have some pretty strong personalities. Yes. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, though, you know, not you can't do it all yourself. Right. So can you share a little bit about the importance of self-awareness as it relates to finding a mentor if you're in that startup phase? Sure. No, I think it's very important. I say a good starting point, and I like what you do here at Enclave, because a big part of what you do here, and I think a, a very important part for entrepreneurs, is getting a self-understanding. Uh, quite often, uh, entrepreneurs are very driven, very motivated, uh, very success-focused, but they can't do it all by themselves. So that's where the big challenge comes in. And I think as you understand yourself, um, you know, quite often you have an entrepreneur that's either very good technically or very good with business skills. It's hard to find an entrepreneur that's both. Yep. And even when you do, it's about building the team, bringing the right people together that can make a difference. So it starts with self-understanding, you know, whether you do some type of self-assessment, you know, Myers-Briggs, StrengthsFinder, DISC, you know, 360 feedback. If you have enough people around you to get some feedback from others, understand yourself. And then as you look for a mentor, try to connect with mentors, you know, how is it, what is it about the personalities that can bring people together and, and work together? So uh, one example is if you get two introverted people, it, it's hard to get a conversation going. Get two extroverted people together, you can't get either to be quiet long enough to, to understand each other. <laughs> and are we accomplishing anything? <laughs> Good point. So, so I think that's the key. It's like finding personalities that are a fit. And I think a big part of it is getting to self-understanding first before you reach out to others. Then as you reach out to others, you can find individuals that you're compatible with. And it's not always the most successful individuals that you'll be most compatible with, but it's somebody that you feel comfortable with and that you can build trust with. That's a key component. Absolutely. And and going down that path, you know, you, you mentioned a lot of things, you know, what really should you look for? Can you touch on a couple more of those? Sure. I, you know, I, I always start out by telling people it's important to get, get a mentor, but be careful because you got to watch out for the kooks, the con artists, and the criminal. Yep. And, uh, and quite often, you, you know, you'll, as an entrepreneur, everybody wants to be your friend or wants to connect with you. Some people you meet with just are out and out off the wall. You have no idea what they're talking about. You know, that, those are the kooks. Then you got the con artists, and they're usually trying to be your friend because there's something they want from you. You know, they, they want to become your friend, and then they want to sell you life insurance or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And then there's the out and out criminals, people who just want to take you. So you do need to be careful. And I tell people, spend a little bit of time as you're looking for a mentor. Find somebody that's been there, that's done that, somebody you feel you're comfortable having a conversation with, and then somebody that, you know, you can learn from. And it's okay if you disagree, but find the areas of commonality, how to give feedback, how to take feedback, and build a relationship from there. And it doesn't have to just be one mentor. Quite often people say, oh, I have a mentor. Uh, often it's about finding different mentors for different aspects. And then sometimes your mentors can introduce you to other mentors. Mm -hmm. So that's what I call about building a mentoring network, not just getting a mentor to help you. Right. Going off that thought that not everybody's great at everything, right? Even just because someone's done it before and you find that out, you know, let's go find somebody who can maybe help in a different area. Exactly. Perfectly. Yeah. And, and George, so when I look, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I've identified, all right, I'm maybe weak in a couple of these areas. I'm networking. I've, I've found somebody that I want to be my mentor. I've kind of vetted that out. Should I just show up and uh, drink coffee with this person or what's the game no. plan to, to drive <laughs> well, something? Well, well, maybe the first time and, and hopefully they drink coffee. So you might have to dap and drink <laughs> tea or whatever. But no, I, I think, you know, for your first meeting, you know, first meetings can be more on the casual side to build a relationship, try to find some, you know, areas of commonality, uh, you know, where did they go to school? What are their interests? What have they done along the way? Life experiences? Have they traveled? You know, you want to build a relationship. 
But what you don't want to do is, you know, and, and quite often mentors are very busy and don't have a lot of time. So if you can get an hour with a mentor, you don't want to spend the first half hour, you know, talking about the weather or the sports teams. You know, while those are nice, uh, quite often mentors are very busy again. So you want to use your time effectively. And I often encourage individuals to, to build a build an agenda, you know, for the meeting. Send it to your mentor ahead of time. Let them know what you want to talk about, what's your goal. If you have a goal for the meeting, say, okay, by the time we're done with this hour, I would like to have achieved List it out. You know, if it's one, two, three bullet points, you know, list them out. And then at the end of the meeting or at the end of the mentoring session, have a conversation. Say, okay, when we decided to meet here today, these were my three goals. Uh, we got this far. We accomplished this. We didn't accomplish this. And then where do we go from here? And then with that, I also want to add, after the mentoring session, I think it's very important to do some reflection on the conversation that you had. What did you learn? What went well? What didn't go so well? And then plan out for the next steps. So I think that's very important as well. Absolutely. Um, we're obviously in a, in a very digital world now, right? A lot of folks are either working from home or, you know, certainly, you know, social distancing and those kind of things. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting, I'd love for you to expand on was, you know, there's, there's, and I hopefully I'm saying this right, but, uh, synchronous. Yes. And then, uh, asynchronous. So the yes. differences between the two and maybe some things to look out for as we're entering this kind of odd time. Sure. So I give you an example of synchronous is, you know, we're here together today. We can look at each other. We can get, you know, nonverbal feedback as right. well as verbal feedback. So synchronous allows us to have a conversation and adjust during the conversation. Uh, so that, that works fine and well when you can make it happen. But more and more with today's environment, you know, people working remotely, not being able to connect at the same time, it's an asynchronous environment where I may post a question. Uh, it may not be for a couple hours before you post a response to that question. So it's this give and take back and forth. And we may have a couple of exchanges, which may, you know, go over a few different hours before we actually can share a thought, share an idea. And then hopefully we get to the point where we're on the same page as far as intent, understanding and response. I think those are key components. Absolutely. And, and you know, now probably would have to be done over a Zoom call. And we talked about that with, you know, different uh, technologies that are coming out. But, you know, one of the other things that really stuck out to me was group mentoring. Yes. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So group mentoring has been around. Um, people don't leverage it, but I think in a couple environments, group mentoring can work very well. Again, often if you can get a mentor, their time is limited. So if you can get a few people together, you know, three, four people, you don't want to get too many, but three or four people is a good number, maybe five, but I wouldn't go much more than that, that have the same common challenges or the same common questions. Because when you meet together, you can have the conversation with the mentor, get some insights from the mentor. But when the mentor's not around, the three, four, five of you can still have conversations built on that so that when you meet with the mentor again, you can say, okay, during the month since we last met, for example, we'd had these kind of conversations. These were some thoughts that came out of it. We'd like to run these past you as a group. So the, the nice thing about group mentoring is you can learn from others that are in a similar situation mm -hmm. as well as from the mentor. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that you mentioned is, you know, there's some there's some pitfalls, especially if you're this, you know, an entrepreneur, you got a great idea, a great product, and maybe you're starting to reach that time frame where you feel like could use some extra funding or whatever that may be. Maybe just, you know, some advice to the folks out there that are, how do you separate mentor from maybe finding sure. somebody to help you out in that situation? Sure. Well, I think, you know, first we start about talking about the stages of funding. And usually the entrepreneur has a little bit of money and they start and get things going. Then, of course, that money runs out. Then we call the next stage love money. 
And this is money. People around you care about you, so they give you the money. They may not even have a clue what you're trying to do or accomplish, but they like you. They think you're a good person, so they'll give you a little bit of money. But then what we say, you know, what happens when the love money runs out? Yeah. So that's the next challenge. And then from there, uh, you know, it's not just about finding a mentor that'll give you money because that shouldn't be the purpose of it, but trying to identify why would people want to invest in your organization. So if you work with a mentor, some of the things you can ask is like why people would invest in my organization. You'll get into things as you go on related to like valuation or how much my company should I give up for how much money, Mm -hmm. the whole thing with equity and valuation. and, And there's courses on that and that takes a lot of time. You could use a mentor just to explain how to value your company and how to do fundraising. So that's another area. But I, I think up front, it's like find a mentor that can share thoughts and ideas with. And then as you develop your, what they call the value proposition, uh, you can build out from that. You know, one great tool I, I recommend to individuals is a tool called the Business Model Canvas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can Google it, get free uh, worksheets off the internet, work through the Business Model Canvas with a mentor. And what that'll help you do, it'll help you, you know, the, the it's nine boxes, middle boxes, identifying your value proposition, with that, it's what you have to offer people. And then you build on that. You know, who's your customer? Who can be your customer? How big is that marketplace? And once you start to get those things in place, that's when you can start to determine what kind of funding you'll need to build the organization and run it and go from there. Absolutely. What what advice would you have for, you know, just any entrepreneur? And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, obviously, you have a big focus in this mentoring field, but just in general, as it relates to this whole kind of you know, psychology, kind of knowing yourself, all those kind of things. What would be your best advice for our uh, our listeners? Well, I think, you know, start out, get a good understanding of yourself. You know, what is it you want to develop or create? You know, how do you want to be a mentor? There's a lot of, um, how do you want to be an entrepreneur before you find a mentor? There's a lot of things you can do. Um, you know, do you want to go off on your own and start something from scratch? Do you want to be part of a franchise? There's a lot of different ways you can be an entrepreneur and get into business. The key is to identify something that you like, something that the market sees value in, and again, getting people that'll pay for what it is you're willing to do or willing to create. So I think a very important starting point is getting an understanding of yourself. Are you willing to stick with something you build? Can you build something? And will anybody else buy what you build? Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, we're not necessarily doing this to run a charity here. At the end of the day, it has to be something of value. Right. I, I always say, just keep in mind, you you know, for a lot of us, we have, you know, mortgage to pay and kids to feed. So just keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> There's some purpose here. Absolutely. Um, George, how can folks get a, get a hold of you or, you know, learn a little bit more about some of the things that you can, you can offer them? Sure. Well, a little bit about me and some of the things I do is on a website and that's www.georgevukatich.com. And then in addition to that, I'm on LinkedIn, happy to connect with anybody uh, and pick it up from there. So I like the world of entrepreneurship, like talking to entrepreneurs, and uh, I even do a little bit of mentoring along the way. So happy to connect with anybody. Awesome. Anything else for uh, for the folks out there? No, Scott, I just want to say it's been great being on the program, on the show here with you. I've enjoyed yeah. it, and, and I wish you the best as well. So thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Whether you're a third-generation operator of a family business or just starting your entrepreneurial journey, mapping out your mentorship goals is a great start to finding success. Remember to watch for the kooks and con artists, reflect on your own areas of opportunity, and be open to making changes to how you operate. Join us in person or virtually for a master's class in applied metacognition on the third Wednesday of every month. For more information, visit us at enclaveforentrepreneurs.com.